This is Workflow, episode 23. Workflow is the podcast that helps teams figure out the best way to work, collaborate, and get stuff done. Brought to you by Rindle. Hey everyone, I'm Brian. And I'm Tom. And we're the co-founders of Rindle, and this is our podcast, Workflow. Today we're talking about subtasks, fireside chat style. So uh, before we roll into the main topic, Tom, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, so, you know, just getting through the Thanksgiving holidays. Uh, everything's kind of flying by pretty quick. Next week we are heading up to Boston for um, Recur Boston, which is... Uh, a little conference up there. Uh, I think when's it on the sixth is the actual conference. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's the fifth through the seventh, technically. So I think they have some workshops on the fifth. Um, yeah, and we're we're just going out mainly for the conference and and you know to uh, hang out and chat with some people. Yeah, uh, it's put on by Profitwell, and it used to be called SaaSfest. Um, so it's mostly about SaaS companies and things like that. But uh, they've renamed it to Recur as in recurring revenue, I'm assuming, um, as of this year. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, you've gone the past, what, three years now, two years. Yeah. The first time I went, I went by myself last year, you and I went together cause I mm-hmm. thought it would be cool for you to go. Um, yeah, I always found, you know, value in the talks and it's obviously specifically around our business Rindle. So it's always good to hear kind of outside perspective, what other companies are doing, um, and how they're doing them. So, uh, and the networking's pretty good. Uh, the first year was great. Second year wasn't so great um, for different reasons, but I'm giving it another chance and hopefully uh, it will be amazing this year. Yeah. Um, looks like they've definitely shifted a couple things around. Looks uh, looks like it should be good. There'll be, there'll be some good talks. I think there'll be tons of information. It's kind of packed into one day of, of talks, but um, you know, so you have a little bit of mental overload, but um, they send out the recordings, stuff like that. So I think it's going to be, be well worth it. Yeah, I was going to actually say that uh, it is definitely um, an exhausting day. It starts starts early, like eight o'clock, and goes straight through till till like six o'clock or so, and it's packed. So should be yeah. good though. Before we get started, uh, if you have any questions, topics, or team scenarios that you want us to go over, tear down, talk about, um, go ahead and feel free to give us a call. Our voicemail number is 860-577-2293, or you can email us at workflow at rindle.com. And if you like what you're hearing, certainly tell your friends about it. Maybe even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and we'd really appreciate that. It'll kind of let people let more people know about what we're doing here. Cool. So on to the main topic, fireside chat style. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying something new here. Um, instead of, you know, I usually put together an outline, uh, share it with you ahead of time. We chat a little bit about it, but uh, this one, I think we're just going to do fireside chat style, meaning no outline, no pre-discussion. We're just going to talk and see where the conversation goes. Um, and this one is about subtasks you know, just to set the table a little bit, you know, Rindle has subtasks in our system. Um, some PM systems have them, some don't. Um, some have different opinions about them <laughs> as far as how they should be used. Um, and I think people in general who uh, deal with 
task management and project management have opinions, right? So I thought it'd be cool to just talk about them and uh, see where the conversation goes. Awesome, yeah. So uh, I think the first thing that we should really uh, outline is kind of like the types of subtasks that uh, that there are. So in Rindle, we actually have like full on, they're full on tasks as subtasks. So you can have all properties of a task as a subtask and you can easily and quickly make it uh, a primary task if you want, like, or make a primary task a subtask of another task very easily and quickly. Uh, other software, their tasks are, subtasks are more just like lists that like, you know, a uh, typical to-do list that you just check things off. Um, and yeah, in some platforms, you know, um, you know, it depends on the platform, really. But yeah, some of them are just like plain text, right, where it doesn't, it's not really a full blown task. Sure. As our system, as we always say, a task is a task is a task. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we might be partial, I, I think having the subtasks as a full on full task is, is the better method, because it really gives you a lot more flexibility and things that you can actually um, do with with subtasks. Yeah, I think that's good to kind of just understand different types of subtasks, especially when it you know, relates to PM systems. Um, and I think generally speaking, you know, if you look at a lot of the PM systems that are out there and other task management tools, whatever it is, there's, there's an organizational hierarchy of some sort. Um, and I think subtasks naturally fall into that in the way that usually there's a, a project or like Rindle calls on boards, then there's some kind of list structure, right? Then there's a task itself. And then usually there's something beyond that, right? Whether it's, you know, like you're saying, plain text subtask or full task like we have as subtask or some other kind of sub-level where you can start to kind of group things beyond just the primary task. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, I think of it mostly as another layer of organizational structure where, you know, even our subtasks, you know, allow you to go a couple levels deep if you wanted to, even though, we wouldn't recommend that. Um, but for various reasons, we built our system that way. Some systems only allow you to have one level of subtask, right? Yeah. And some allow you to have subtasks within subtasks, which we do. Um, sure. And again, like when people ask us about it, we don't recommend doing that necessarily because there's a point where it gets a little crazy where, you know, it's very hard to track actually what's going on. Um, but for various reasons, because a task is a task in Rindle, for example, you can move those interchangeably and you can move it from one task to the other, make it primary, make it secondary, you know, um, drag it into another subtask if you wanted to. So it's very flexible. And for that reason, we kind of had to make the levels more flexible. Sure. And, and actually, um, as much as we probably don't recommend it uh, for like a single project to have like multiple layers. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know if we don't recommend it completely. Like I, I think there's benefit of going even down maybe uh, one additional level. Like obviously the further you go down, the, the more buried tasks get. So it's harder to find them. Um, but uh, I think that because of some of the other features that we have in Rindle, you can actually have multiple levels of subtasks uh, unintentionally and they can be very beneficial. And I, yeah, and I should clarify too, because I, when I say don't recommend it, really my least rule of thumb that I follow is three. When you get to three levels, that's when you start to be in like, am I doing something crazy here, right? Because mm -hmm. this actually has to happen. I think beyond two, you, you need to take a hard look. Okay, if it's temporary or it's happening because of whatever reason, you understand that, that's great. But if your workflow contains more than, you know, two levels deep, you're getting to three, four levels deep of subtests, you know, 
there's probably going to be some issues and challenges. Yeah. And we actually talk to um, customers all the time for Rindle. And uh, we know people who actually do go uh, three, four levels deep pretty often. Um, And they just find it awesome, I guess, (laughs) because if they didn't find it awesome, they probably wouldn't do it. Uh, Mind you, we have gotten feedback that they would, at least in in Rindle, they would like some more information, uh, like at the higher levels, uh, to to know that there are subtasks down there. Well, I think it's interesting just to take a step back just from the Rindle perspective, because, you know, I think the reason why I think this topic is interesting is because we've talked about it so much internally, but it's really driven by our own opinions, but also what we've learned from our customer base. And that really is, you know, I, I always use subtasks in, in one way or another. I don't, I don't know if you have or not in your past, but, you know, at one point we were having discussions of, well, maybe we just don't have subtasks, right? Maybe we just make everything a primary task because then things get buried, right? And blah, blah, blah. We ended up doing it anyway because we felt like, hey, you know, we should have at least a level of subtasks. Um, and then we started to see how people are actually using the system. And I think the more customers we looked at and understood their workflow, they're actually using subtasks like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and hence the, the feedback of saying, hey, you know, actually, we'd like you to do more with subtasks. We'd like more information on the subtask face. And, you know, we want blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're using them almost like automatic, right? It's, it's like I've, I haven't seen a single person yet that I've talked to who has said, yeah, we don't use them at all. Yeah. Right? In some yeah, way, shape, or form. They, yeah, definitely. Uh, they probably even use them more than than we do. De- they definitely use them more than we do. I could, I could say that. Actually, uh, because talking to some some customers, I've started to use them more, at least in planning phases uh, of projects. I'm actually using them right now, um, like two levels deep, uh, on a current task that I'm working on. Um, I noticed because- that actually. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, just because it it just made sense, and I needed somewhere to to organize uh, my thoughts around this, and it just made sense to um, put it underneath this primary task. They were fairly quick things, like all the all the tasks there are going to be done within like a day or so. Um, so yeah, I just jotted down a list of tasks. I, I think the and this is my opinion, but I think the further down you get, the more uh, that they're more just like a, a checklist of of things that to do they're just more of like a reminder as opposed to higher level tasks which typically sit for longer on on a board yeah and i think actually because i was trying to even just wrap my head around like well how do people use subtasks and i think that's also why they're a little confusing is because like and, and we can go over some of the ways we use them like you're starting to talk about now but mm-hmm. you know i think you know, people, and that's why I think they're they're represented differently in different softwares because they might be meeting one need or the the other. Um, but you know, punch lists, like you said, like a simple checklist, like hey, these are I got to remember to do these four things, right? They're not really full on tasks. They're not being assigned out to anybody else. They're really just sub items of this task that I'm working on, and I need to remember to do them. It's more like a personal checklist or a checklist for whoever's working on the task, right? Simple. Um, and then I, th- I was thinking, well, beyond that, then, which is why we made our tasks the way we made them, um, you know, sometimes it's breaking down the work and delegating, right? So you might want to take a larger item and then, you know, create a few subtasks and actually have different people work on those subtasks towards sure. the larger item, right? Um, hence assignments, right? Which is why we wanted, hey, we want to be able to assign subtasks and we want to be able to give subtasks due dates, we don't want them just to be just punch lists or whatever, because depending on how somebody might use them, you know, it actually helps you organize and then 
delegate and assign out that work and everybody's kind of working on different things towards the same goal, which is that parent task essentially. Sure. Um, which like, uh, I hate to just cut in there, but yeah. that's actually uh, interesting. You should mention that because um, people have also with, with creating Rindle, people have also asked like, Oh, can each person uh, have the ability to check off uh, like a primary task, right? Like we allow multiple, uh, again, set the, the stage here. We allow multiple people to be assigned to tasks, which is another, some systems allow that some systems don't. Um, but each task can only be completed one time. So each person doesn't like have their own like state when it comes to completing, completing a task. And uh, we've asked, we've been asked this question before and the answer is typically, no, you can't do that, but we suggest creating a subtask uh, in that scenario, creating a subtask for each person that needs to complete the item that, uh, you know, when they're done with it, they check off that subtask. And, and then, you know, when everyone's subtask is complete, then someone can check off the, the primary task or you can have an automation that actually automatically does that within Rindle. Um, but it, it's, super, it's super flexible and it's not adding this extra layer of confusion. Yeah, I think there's some, some thoughts out there as far as like, well, some systems only allow you to sign one person because they feel like, oh, only one person can ever do one task at a time. Mm -hmm. For, through my experience, which is why partly, and, and obviously the team's opinion, but my opinion is that I've had situations where I've actually had multiple people working on the same exact task. Not, not, each, not each having the same task to do, but all people, say it's two or three people, working on the same task together, mm -hmm. right? And maybe it didn't need to be broken down further. It's just those three people are responsible. And in the end, one thing gets checked off in the end from three people kind of collaborating on it and getting it done. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so hence the multi-assign. Um, but we, and to your point, this gets question gets asked a lot about subtasks, but we actually had it today, literally today, somebody asked about this, you know, about, well, Hey, I can multi-assign people like you're saying, but I actually want them each to check it off. Right. Not just one check off. So the subtasks come in handy there. Um, and I think that's really how we kind of think about it and why we built the system where we did, because I think you have both scenarios sometimes, and sometimes it's confusing. Like, well, should I sign everybody to the one task or should I actually break out subtasks for each person? Um, but the way I think about it is if each person has to take that action, then they should be subtasks or multiple primary tasks, right? Uh, if you want to group them under one umbrella, make them subtasks so everybody can see that who's working on what and who's done it and who hasn't. Um, so there's a lot of ways you can do it, um, but I think that's kind of how we approach it is that, you know, if you're doing all the one task, you can multi-assign to the same primary task or break them out in subtasks, assign them out to whoever you need to. Awesome. Yeah. So the other, the other kind of use case I was just thinking in my head, I was like, well, how, how are people using subtasks? So the punch list I mentioned, the breaking down work and like delegating it obviously is, is really popular. Um, then also like approvals. People actually, and I know people use in our system, I know I've read about people using them, these in other systems and their workflows, but using them for approvals. So you have one task for, you know, uh, design draft one review. Within that design draft one review, you have to have the copy editor review it, the creative director review it, and the project manager, right? So the project manager might ultimately be responsible for getting that process done, right? To say, hey, make sure everybody does what they need to do, but there's actually four steps to completing that task. And each person's gotta you know, approve it, sign off on it, whatever it might be. And people use a lot of time subtasks to mark those things off, saying, yep, check, I approved it, I reviewed it, 
or no, I have an issue and I haven't completed it yet, right? So it's an easy way to kind of informally track approvals. No comment? Well, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, it, I don't really have much to add. It's, it's true, it is easy to track approvals in, in that capacity. I mean, it's very flexible to track approvals, track uh, like basically any anything uh, and you can assign it, it's just it's just smart because like say say you do have multiple people uh, assigned to a, a task and then they can feel free to uh, add subtasks right within that task to keep it organized of the actual uh, delegated work that between between them right um, it just kind of makes sense it, it makes like uh, organizational sense if you will and I think that we're both of the mindset that uh, tasks shouldn't be super, super large things that are like uh, span for like weeks. I mean, sometimes sometimes they are, but um, for the most part, they, they aren't and they, they're manageable. And uh, that's why I think both of us feel that, you know, subtasks should really be like only one, maybe two levels deep and in, in the further down that you get down the the rabbit hole of subtasks, the, the quicker those subtasks should be checked off or an approval should be checked off um, because th I think I think that's what they're meant for, right? They're, 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 they're only meant for to be viewed really when, when that item's open. Yeah, I mean, I, just actually getting back to like assigning a primary task versus, versus signing a subtask and you were saying, well, you know, the deeper you go, maybe they're more ch punch lists or checklists, right? But I actually think, thinking about it, an example I just gave, you know, if you think of who's responsible, right? So if there's a, a primary task, let's say it's a, a, a few days long task, somebody's responsible, but there are other people who are gonna be involved with getting some of those things done, which is common, right? That's usually the one, this one single person is not the only person who's gonna get that done. Sometimes it is, but mm -hmm. there's sometimes other players, right? That, oh, I'll do that piece. You know, yeah, you do this piece. But ultimately, somebody's responsible, whether it's a project manager, well, it's the, whether it's the lead or whether it's whoever's been assigned that task, you know, is responsible. So I think about if I were to kind of structure it for somebody, I would say, well, think about the primary task as being the task owner who is responsible, whether there's multiple parties working on it or not. And then if you're delegating out work beyond that and using subtasks, then, you know, each one of those subtasks would be delved out, right, and assigned to whoever's working on it. Even if it's that primary owner, they might have some of the subtasks, right, along with other people. Um, but in the end, you know, that one person at the primary is, is ultimately responsible to make sure that all those subtasks get done, right? And say, yes, this is complete. Um, so I think that's a really great way to think about it, just rehashing that in my head a little bit. Cool, yeah. And actually, uh, and, and again, we're, we're gonna bring up Rindle a lot because we live and breathe Rindle, but Rindle makes a lot of that sort of stuff, like when subtasks are used um, in a capacity like that, like easier for an individual to track what work they have to do because our um, our tasks view actually allows you to see subtasks uh, and it also does uh, tell you what task they they're part of right very very easily very quickly yeah I think that's partly because like I think that's a lot of criticism that subtasks get is that people complain all the time. Well, it gets buried. Mm -hmm. I can't really see what's going on. Um, I forget to look into all this stuff that happens. So yeah, I mean, our task view, I think specifically, and, and I know you fought hard for this, um, which I think in the end was smart, 
is like pulling the subtasks out to the top level, right? So when we do a search result in the task view and say, hey, I'm looking for all tasks that are assigned to me across all the boards, you know, that's going to pull the subtasks, no matter how many levels deep, out to the top level of those results. And then we strategically, like you said, you know, allow you to find that parent really easily. Um, but it kind of pulls it out from being buried two or three levels deep out to the, you know, the, the top level so you can actually manage it and work with it. Yeah, and, and, and that doesn't matter what level it's at, right? It could right. be three or four levels deep if it's assigned to you or, or even not, if, even if it's just in the results, like you'll, you'll see it like, and, and it'll, it'll appear there. I think, I think uh, just for speed purposes, so we only go five levels deep um, for search results, but uh, if people have a need, I guess we could go further than that. Hasn't come up yet. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, and then the last thing I just had in my head too, and I, you brought it up even, I think you touched on it, but, but planning, I think that's the first thing you said, you use that word planning. Um, and I think that's a capacity that we use subtask today and, and we're experimenting ourselves with, with using it, which I'd love to hear more about what you think about it. But, you know, we are actually using them probably a little, a little more in a robust fashion than normal because we are potentially, you know, planning features, right, that we're building in Rindle on our roadmap board. And we're using subtasks to break out those user stories and features and functionality and things we're going to build for that feature, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we, we might end up having, you know, 10, 15 subtasks, right? Which probably sure. be in a normal task that you, you would say maybe that task is too big. But yes, it is too big because it's a whole feature. Um, but we're using subtasks in a planning capacity to actually break out. These are more the individual tasks are living as subtasks, right? That we're going to actually have to execute to complete the entire feature, which might take us four weeks to do, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think that's also another use of it is that people like to, you know, have that hierarchy, right? To be able to say, yeah, this is a task, but here's all the stuff that needs to get done. And those subtasks naturally fall, no matter what level you're looking at it. Um, you know, there's always that next level of stuff that's the granular level of, hey, yeah, this is actually what has to get done, whether it's a punch list on a personal level or whether it's planning a whole feature like we're doing, you know, and, and you know, planning out all the things that have to get done to, to complete that feature. Um, but that's another way that we actually use it in-house is, you know, with the planning and stuff. Um, but so that said, because I wanted to ask you kind of what you thought, because we were trying a couple different things. Because sure. we, we have these things called mirrors, right, which in, in a lot of ways plays into subtasks too, because you can mirror a subtask, uh, you know, or a primary task, but a subtask as well, onto another board, right? Um, so that actually makes subtasks also to the point of like, say, hey, sometimes subtasks get buried, people are concerned with that. You can actually mirror it, which creates a reflection of that task, if you will, another instance of that same exact task, and you can pull it out of there and move it through a different workflow or a workflow in the same board even. Um, and, and it will still remain as a subtask, right? And when it gets checked off, it gets checked off over there. Um, so right now, we first, the first time we started trying these, we did all the subtasks in the planning stage for a feature, then we mirrored each subtask out to the development board and started working on them. And then I said, well, maybe it would be interesting to try to keep it grouped. So everybody understands, hey, this is the parent feature, and here's all the subtasks and what that would look like. Yeah. So we mirrored out lately, the last couple of things we've been working on, we mirrored out the whole task. So I was going to ask what you thought of that so far. Uh, so my personal opinion on this is, is uh, ultimately, uh, I think I would like to see the individual subtasks mirrored out. But until, and unfortunately, until we uh, build in an additional piece of functionality in order to make this easy to do it, uh, in bulk, um, I don't think that that 
is viable. So I, I think we're using a, a stopgap right now, and I think it's fine. But ultimately, I think that I, I personally would like to see those subtasks um, just on. So so we have two boards. We have a like a roadmap board, and then like we where we create the high level task and then subtasks. And then I would like to see those subtasks then uh, mirrored onto the the backlog um, of development. Um, so so then those could be pulled over and, and worked on. Um, yeah, you know the the one thing I I like that because I think that's kind of what we first tried. But yeah, the bulk the bulk. Yeah, and I think the main reason we didn't think it was a bad idea, it no. was getting difficult to maintain, difficult to, yeah. to do. But I think the one thing I, it lacked was the the idea of, and we use tags for this, so we ended up tagging all those subtasks that ended up mirroring onto the development board with the feature name, right? So everybody understood that this set of tasks were for this feature, right? But I think what it lacked was the rolling up. So yes, it rolled up on the roadmap, which was great but it doesn't roll up on the development board. So I was thinking it could also work where we have, you know, a, a list that said, hey, features in development right now, right? That had the parent task there, mm -hmm. right? So you could then look at a, a, any kind of artifacts that we created. We talked about documentation just recently, right? Did we, are there any Word documents or any Excel sheets or any kind of documentation for this feature as a whole? You know, if you break all the subtasks out and mirror them, there's nowhere for that central stuff to live, right? You'd have to go somewhere else to go find that. So I was thinking it could be interesting to have that exist on the development board, but still mirror them out, like you're saying, um, and have the workflow. So I think it's worth an ex experimentation when we get there. But uh, but yeah, I was curious to see what you thought of how it was kind of all embedded in one. Yeah, and, and personally, I mean, since now we can easily see where where the mirrors are and and, and we're, we're working on a mechanism to also see um, if there, if this, if it, if it is a subtask, if, if the parent is mirrored, you can easily see that like which parent, like the multiple parents that it has, this task has, like it's easier than to jump around. So like, if I really am curious about that, I, I can just jump over to um, the roadmap. Right. And, and like, I think that's the ultimate, the goal, goal there, right? Like I don't yeah. need to have just on the development board, the, the high level view and all those artifacts. Cause I can, if I can easily get to it and I, I usually only need it like, you know, once every, you know, once in a while. And if I can easily get to it, that that's, that's fine. In my yeah, I think if you're right, I mean, I think if we, if we within the subtasks themselves identify the parent, similar to how we do with mirrors today, right? We'll show, Hey, this task is actually mirrored in three different places. Do you want to go jump to that place? If we do that within the task, you're right, because then each subtask would actually have a reference to the parent feature, and they could literally click it and jump over and go look at whatever they wanted to look at. Um, so yeah, that uh, that that is interesting to think about. So probably add that to the list of stuff that needs to get done. Sure. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff, and and you know this is very appropriate for this conversation because this all relates to this hierarchy of subtasks that we have, and especially with regards to mirrors, which which in my opinion makes subtasks even more powerful. Um, the, the fact that you can have this organizational structure that is at different levels of the hierarchy on different on different uh, boards or in different projects. Yeah, um, I, I think it makes. You, subtasks way more useful and and appealing actually because like like the use case that i think one that we use even in developing the concept of a mirror you know a task that lives in multiple places was hey you know we have this meeting and we have these marketing meetings and and asia would capture these tasks and she'd create a task with all the subtasks all the things to do and then 
we kept, they kind of get lost, right? And they didn't go through the board workflow. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, it'd be cool if that task, that subtask could live there, but also live through the workflow so we could actually see what people are working on and where it is in the status. Um, but we don't want to lose the reference that it's actually a subtask from this meeting date, right? From this parent task. So I think that's like just that in itself makes subtasks way more appealing because now it's not just always going to be potentially underneath that primary, right? You can actually have it live somewhere else, have it go through another workflow if you wanted to, and it still stays there and will update and, and everybody's in a loop. It's auto synced, right? So it really makes, in my opinion, subtasks even more usable than, than normal. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really funny, um, like, because basically all the work we've been doing for the past year or so has been to get to this point and, and the whole theory behind it is that we we want rindle to have this uh roll-up functionality where where you can plan stuff on a board and roll it out to your team but like as those tasks are completed they they like basically notify the, the where the the boards which it was created on that like oh work is getting done and and like this is how far along we are on these various projects right and and this was like you and i have had this conversation about this for for a long time and it really stems from from um the the thought of like like why why do we have to plan out a project and then uh recreate all the tasks like multiple times basically yeah. as you're planning it and and we're trying to avoid doing that and um yeah i i really feel strongly that we're getting somewhere like it took a really long time to get somewhere with this um, because it, it's not really super straightforward and has some complexities to it. Um, but I, I think we're finally, we're finally getting there. And, and these, these bells and whistles that we're adding are, are just to make the ease of use uh, it, it easier to use basically. Yeah. I think, you know, two things basically happen. It's like, you know, preventing people from copying tasks. I think historically and even today, when you need something to appear in two different places, you create a copy, <laughs> right? And then they're disconnected, but mm -hmm. you need it over there. So you do that or you create a new one and they're disconnected. So that prevents that. And also even from a planning perspective, it's like going through the manual planning process, right? Where it's like, I got to create, you know, all these layers and manually manage it and make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. And it's, it's a whole task in itself um, to keep all those things updated and everything. So, with mirrors and, and other things that we're building in Arundel, can we do that more passively and, you know, make things just roll up automatically. And it's less about having complicated structures of things. Things just naturally just roll up. Right. So you can just mirror things, have them live in two different places and that kind of works automatically done for you. Um, so that's kind of the dream, but yeah, it's a little bit of a tangent, a little off subtest, but it relates back because mirroring, you know, in the same way makes subtasks that much more useful. Well, I think that about wraps us up for the day. If you have a question for us, you can call into our voicemail number at 860-577-2293, or you can email it to us at workflow at rindle.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Thunder Rock by Magic Studio, used under Creative Commons. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Workflow and visit rindle.com slash workflow dash podcast for a full transcript of each episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.